0: talking about last year, what we did, accomplishments, some resolutions for the new year as we move into another season. And I guess with that in mind, welcome, everybody, to the new Soccer Arrangers podcast, season X, because Uh. who cares about the number of seasons that we've had at this point? We are just the Soccer Arrangers podcast, even with us now for five whole seasons. Well, four whole seasons going into the fifth. Who cares? All you need to know is I am Robert. I am the Red Ranger. And joining me today in the black
1: uniform. It's me, uh, Tyler. Technically, since it's fifth season, we wouldn't be season X. We'd be season V. I will punch you. <laughs> After we go
0: and introduce. I would l- pay to see that. <laughs> We might get into that, but first, we'd
2: probably sell more money than KSI and Logan Paul. Shut up, Cole. Cow this is, is the green. intro. I'm Cole. I'm the Green Ranger, and I'm selling tickets to the fight.
0: And our lovely arena girl, going and holding the cue cards, the one in pink, the only one you actually come here to listen to.
3: Oh, the ah. One. <laughs> I, maybe I'm the pink ranger, and my arms are tired from holding those round one sign.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> we'll never so start.
3: Because wow. I don't exercise. <laughs> yes, yeah,
1: yeah, think we would have learned how to done, do this by now. How
3: to do it? How to done done do it? <laughs> do how it. To done do it? You do haven't
2: done done it. Be do 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 totally done honest time. though. If we ever learn how to do this properly, it's never going to be as fun. We're
3: off to a that's, strong start.
2: Yep. Nope. This. We, well, oh
0: boy, this might be the best start we've ever had to a fifth we season are... oh
3: rob yeah rob yeah, i know how you can fix it
0: uh-huh
3: auto-tune auto-tune us it'll help i'm certain auto-tuning yeah will... but also
2: you do know how much an auto-tune plugin costs <laughs>
3: Auto-tuning definitely fixes interrupting and not knowing what you're going to say and poor grammar and all the things. Well, it turns,
1: that's like a cheap, this is the thing. Okay, here's the thing I don't (laughs) like. You know, you know when they have those like songs I do with quotation marks up here where they just like take someone talking and then auto-tune it and put it. To a, like, you a, mean a like, those, uh, it? like
2: those Like me- those like the the musically meme That w- that went on a few years ago I, like, Hide your kids, hide your wife thing He means I like Kesha
3: those. Like all of my music that I have in my CD collection Oh god I no, still have I'm- a CD collection And it's 2020
2: <laughs> Oh yeah by the way everyone Hello welcome to 2020
1: <laughs> I hate those things Where people are like it's it's the, it's a song, and they're like, I took this sound bit from them talking, and then I put it to a song. That was my point. 2020, everybody. Cats the musical. Let's start there. Hold uh, on, before you do Tyler. I, myself. What,
2: what about taking, like, parts of the <laughs> clip, and, like, turning it into different things? What does that mean? Like, you take a small portion of it, crop it down, and turn it into a drum beat, and then, like, build the whole song on one, on one sound.
1: Oh. That's different.
2: See, there we go. Okay, that's that's like, There I'm could asking. be some
1: artistic license
0: that comes yeah. along with that. Like, if you've yeah. ever watched one of Pogo's music videos, you know, there is an art form that can come from that. Yeah, I'm talking
2: because I, I, I know, like, Andrew Hong, for example, does I just that whole hate the ones You know like, what else is an
3: art form? In Sorry. Catch the musical. No, you fucking let me, let me do my segue, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you. <clears throat> you
2: almost got away with it, Tyler. <clears throat>
3: Will you fucking stop? You know what Jeez. else is... An art form is fur technology oh, as seen in Cats <laughs> the Cats musical the
1: musical
3: <laughs> take ah. it away
1: <laughs> well rob did you see it <laughs> what do you think Uh, yes cuz it's a piece of art and must be cherished by all
2: <laughs> i'm scared to see it and i want to see it no, you gotta see oh you
0: got to see it oh no yeah it, it is it is the worst movie i have ever recommended
2: Mad! it's great. It's, yeah, it's one of those things. I'm like, go Because I'm it. a huge fan Just of the original, so experience. I'm very scared.
0: It, here's the thing. This is one of those films that I think is going to go down in history as a cult classic, despite the fact that it made no money at the box office, will be the fuel of my nightmares for decades.
3: <laughs> I'm conflicted. It's, I want to recommend it to people Because I am so sick of safe cinema. Ooh, say that five times fast, but not on the podcast. We don't have time. We have to get to the point. Uh, But I I like the risks they took. I like that it's different. I mean, even though it is using an existing property that's already uh, appreciated by many people, uh, I think it's really risky what they did. I don't like that they had seven months to do it. That is like... NES level they did that cruelty. In seven months yeah they yeah. are like probably had their animators in cages with kitty cat collars and <laughs> forced huh. them Thank to you. live breathe eat drink cough up for technology and it's I, no, <sighs> I you I, should I treat don't. your animators better than that just because somebody will do it doesn't mean you know they should I, they you should do that. I'm not going to argue
0: that but I I don't know. I've heard that argument floated around with this thing and it's like number one those discussions have largely come out after the film has been announced as one of the worst box office bombs of the year and problem number two is the whole production history on this thing the studio that signed up to go and do all of the post rendering effects knew what the production schedule was This was designed around that effects listings. It was designed around the character costumes. This thing is just a flawed production. I
2: and I say that in a weird way, kind of liking it. Hmm. Yeah, time. It's weird. More time needed to be put into it. Obviously, they should have planned for more time. Well,
0: no, not really, because you have to watch it to really understand this. Okay, I think this movie is exactly what. The director's vision was on this. Okay, but
3: like I there, like. there are certain points where their feet do not make contact with the ground in a way that's realistic, due to the fact that the dance moves need to be performed in point shoes, and they photoshopped on a cat foot, like or a human yeah. foot, a foot, a footy foot, and yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it just a paw doesn't. Foot. And for me, I really wish the proportions were more consistent. But, yeah. you know, it's just, these are huge cats, these are small cats, these are jellicle cats. Like, what size is a jellicle cat? Small is yeah. what the poem says. Isn't, it,
1: isn't that also what it's like in the play, too, though, where it's all over the place?
2: I um, mean, I haven't yes. seen
3: the play. I actually didn't see the old one, too, also. like the-
2: You'll probably, I, I will definitely say that if you hated this one, you will enjoy the, uh, the old one.
0: Bold statement since you haven't seen this one. No, I'm g- I'm kidding on that. Statement.
2: No, um, because I I fell in love with mu- Cats was the reason I fell in love with musicals to begin with. Is that so, right? Yes. Yeah. I name know. one um, cat right now. <laughs> no, name three. Uh, Mr. Musto- Mr. Mustafa. Oh, never name- was
3: there ever a cat so clever.
2: Yeah, That's <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Were you thinking I'm gonna? Eat? What, what did you think I was gonna say, Tyler?
1: Uh, well, as soon as I said that I realized that we were naming off cat names during New Year's. So if you were paying attention <laughs> at all, you should at least know three cats. Mr. Mistopheles. Yeah. McCavity, we were using a bunch.
2: Yeah. Uh Tom Rum Tum Tugger was another one. Yeah. Um Deuteronomy. Oh yeah, uh,
1: Deuteronomy. It's like it's crazy, and it's just there's so many yeah. of them. It's like every cat has a name, and it's just got this weird extensive lore that just tricks you into it, and you're like, I just want to know more of them. And it's like every song is just that's that's all that that's all the thing is is just literally go. Here's a new person. Here's my song about what I am and what I do. Okay, on to the next thing. I'm like, and is that what the musical is? Is that it? actually?
3: I heard the movie it's, has it's, more it's pr- than the musical.
2: Well, yeah, wow. But the musical, you it makes and the play itself, you essentially it makes sense to me. Like they're trying to earn a new life. Yeah, what they're trying. They want to earn. die, and they're trying to because the one who chooses is old Deuteronomy. Yep, yeah. and of course, and so they're 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 trying to convince Deuteronomy to pick them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: that is For a pl- two It's like hours a day in the life of these the weird. It's a, literally a talent show. Is literally what this whole thing is. Yeah
1: and and uh, Jellical cats themselves in the T.S. Eliot poem that this is all based off of just talks about them being dancing prancing cats that are also small but kind of smaller than average cats and just weirdly inconfecient and have secret names and have, and have a lot more secret have names three and different names one which is the main one the second one which is what they kind of are what they do and the third one which is no one really knows
3: Tyler and I went home and, like, researched this, just so you know. That's how he knows all this. Because this yeah. this guy, Tyler had agreed to see Cats with me because I wanted to see it. And then he watched yeah. it before we watched it together. He watched it with a friend. So he watched yeah. it a second time. I don't yeah. know if that is, like, <clears throat> uh, a comment on... His feelings towards me or the movie. <laughs> I wanted.
1: I wanted to see you enjoy the tap dance scene.
3: Okay. Mm. Yeah. No, I don't buy it. <laughs> <laughs> you, I think uh, you. I, thought, I think you actually wanted to see cats twice.
1: No, I want to see your reaction to cats. Mm. I, yeah. I. I, gotta be honest, to be able I to, wish I could see seen. To. It. I wish
0: I could have seen Avi's reaction to that, because that. That was the weirdest preview night I've ever been in. I have never had a moment like that where I'm in the theater with a whole bunch of critics and we're watching this thing. I I don't don't even want to go and call it a thing.
1: Experience. Experience.
0: It it was an experience. This, to me, and I don't want to go and give anybody the wrong idea here, this to me was a lot like the room,
1: Huh. Oh, it's no, just—it
0: no. is one of those things that, good or bad, you have to experience it to understand it. If I showed somebody random clips of the room without context, it would just look abysmal. This film—the thing looks, is,
2: though, with well, the hold, room. Hold on,
0: Cole. Hold on, because this film. Actually, I think in a lot of respects, looks gorgeous. If you go and look at any clips from the trailer or the film itself, overall, I have to say, it's a good-looking film. Um, Nightmare fuel, cat suits aside. Um, <laughs> but at the same time watching it, just nothing ever feels quite right. And I say this as a fan of the musical. I put on a production of this after I got out of high school. I was helping out with the... Uh, uh, operetta Club uh, post high school doing sets and stuff like that. I've watched it perform uh, performed by a touring company. This is an interesting show. It's weird, okay. but...
2: So you have seen the original. I,
0: I have, yeah. It's a weird thing, but it works really well in the stage format. This one... I applaud all the actors and actresses, but... Like I'm honestly convinced that Rebel Wilson is just going and trolling everybody during her performance the entire way through because she is giving it her all <laughs> and I did not feel that out of half of the I didn't feel that out of half of the rest of the group and she was just all in on it and I, I actually really appreciated that but I I just I want to know what the thought pattern was of the people that are making this particularly uh, the lead producer and the director because both of them. All the way up until premiere, we're talking very heavily about on how this was their artistic vision for how this needed to be brought to film. And it's like, you know what? There's one thing I will definitely say about this, much like The Room. It is definitely the result of somebody's artistic vision. <laughs> and for that reason, I, I have to recommend this thing, even though I think it is a horrible version of the cat's story. Mm-hmm. It is something that you just need to see. And you can definitely tell that there was passion put into this. Whether or not the result is good, I'm going to leave that up to other people's you know own interpretation. But
1: it's the best train wreck I watched all year. <laughs> it definitely felt passion. It felt more like it was more... You know that when things are a little too artsy and pretentious, and uh-huh. then... It gets into that where, like, they're making cats, and then they just do what they do, and then you just stand back, and you're they just kind of snowball into a little bit more of an artsy cats feel. And in that art, yeah, in that sense, where you just have to watch it. And if you're into that, if you're part of that production, one of the people in it, you probably love it so much. Uh, because you're experiencing it, and you're you're—it's more about the fun of making it and being in it and doing all that. And they're more making it for themselves than they are for uh, an audience. Yeah. But they are trying to make it for an audience. I, but the audience is themselves. It's it's.
0: Yeah, yeah, no that that's just it. No, this definitely felt more like an art house picture with way too much budget.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, yeah.
3: what what could have been done differently? What should it? Never exist. Like, how do you?
1: I'm, I wouldn't say that. No, no. I, I, I think it should exist. I think in itself is its own. You experience think it's good how you it just is? Kind of has to do.
2: Yeah.
0: I, uh, I I don't know about that. Like from I, the way
2: that you guys are talking, it sounds like they should have taken more look at the source material. They should have taken more of the source material. Mm. That's it.
0: It
1: it's, feels
2: very source material already. That, that's yeah. Just
0: it. It's. I think it's more. It's not adapted properly to the medium. Okay. Because I think that, honestly, what we saw there, if Cirque du Soleil were to go and take this and put on their version of Cats, I actually think there might be something to that. Because just the visual presentation... God, I'm trying to remember... um,
3: You wish it had been makeup? Like, what do you mean by visual presentation? The choreography? The costuming? Well, here's the thing. Those two, yeah.
1: I'd say, yeah. 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 I I get what you're talking about. Yeah. It would... uh, It's
0: kind of multiple levels here, because I think, by itself, the costuming is fine. By itself, the set design is fine. By itself, most of the choreography is fine. There's a few things that are a little weird. But, overall, I'm I'm willing to go and forgive that. But, it doesn't feel like something that... It feels like some elements were designed for film, and some elements were designed for stage. Hmm. There's some weird moments on where there's practical effects that are put into the film... Versus these, you know, chroma key backgrounds or chroma key enhanced sets. And it's like, when you have that disconnect between a false world and you go and have real life elements in there interacting with each other, it wasn't blended very well.
3: I think that would be a good segue, since we don't want to spend our Mm -hmm. whole podcast talking about this one movie, into what I think is the direction movie making should go. There are two great examples. The Dark Crystal Resistance and The Mandalorian I think are the best marriages of CGI and puppetry I've seen in a long time. And having puppets makes it so real. I hope to see more media like that. Like both of those. Oh,
1: what it was another one? Um, shoot, there was another Netflix thing that was adapting and it was becoming puppets. And why am I spacing on that right now Too.
2: For a second there, I thought you were going to say The Witcher, and I'm like, no. Nope, it's not The Witcher,
1: Uh, but it is like another Netflix property, and it's, oh, I'm forgetting it, but it's, it's, they're also doing it with puppets.
3: Well, I mean, and I... Come back to me. Okay, pass. (laughs) I love puppets, so like, the resistance is the heavier side of it, where the main cast is puppets, and it is more high fantasy, but there are some incredible CGI shots um, specifically Brea, who is a gelfling, is flying about the library, and it gave me feelings that I imagine pe- the original audiences of Beauty and the Beast felt when they saw that beautiful sweeping shot around the chandelier. It was just oh like...
2: Oh, God, that's a beautiful shot. It
3: was just beautiful, and it was... I was looking at a puppet, and it was not overdoing it with CGI like so many pictures do, and it makes things not age well. Um... And I think Mandalorian's a good example that's mostly uh, people there's some CGI but it it really the,
2: I wish The emphasis
0: the is on the conventional shots and not on the CGI elements
3: there The CGI oh go ahead I'm sorry yeah yeah
0: They're
2: not it's not so in other words it's not visual visu- uh, not like not I'm trying to remember the correct word for it because I know a lot of films nowadays um, that are smart about visual effects. Their visual effects aren't something that hits you in the face.
3: Yeah, it's It's something It's decoration. Yeah. It's an enhancer. Like in a salad, it's the dressing, but it's not the lettuce or the croutons or the chicken yeah. or the I'm hungry now. But uh, yeah. you know, it it yep. should be there to enhance, but CGI should never be the star. Yeah. In my opinion. Michael Bay. <laughs> Speaking of big events in 2020, our newest in 2019, pardon yeah. me.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is our <laughs> recap of last year. I
3: time traveled to 2021 and I'm trying to not spoil uh no spoilers. Yes. <laughs> but uh was the Star Wars trilogy ended that ended quotation marks Star Wars ended quotes.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Uh, the saga did, but yeah, we know. <laughs>
3: What do we feel about that? I have feelings, but it's... Someone I, else should have the mic. We all four have mics. Someone I, else should make their mic have the sounds happening with
0: it. I, I, I'll i just get this out here. The production on this trilogy has not been a good one. They did not set things up properly. You had one director cue things up, another director that tried to end as many of the story threads as possible... And then you had to bring back the first guy again because there wasn't an ending plan. It's a flawed trilogy, but in some respects, I found it weirdly satisfying seeing the way they kind of brought it all together. I don't know. I, I I won't go and spend a ton of time, but...
3: Because everyone's probably and, seen it. Yeah. Well, <laughs>
0: That's just it. I mean, it's making tons of money.
2: I here. still haven't.
1: Why am I not surprised? <laughs> take a
0: drink. Well, but then again, the, I,
2: yeah. <laughs> take I, a drink. Yeah,
1: there you go. I'm already finished but, with uh, beer.
2: Yeah. No, but, uh, but but then again, I still haven't seen any of this trilogy. So. And and
0: you know what? I can't say I blame you in some respects, but at the same time, I don't know. I loved the original trilogy, mm. and I was somebody. Her, I'm somebody that still defends a lot of the prequel trilogies. Yeah, episode one is a hot mess of things, but episode two, if you cut out most of the Anakin and Padme stuff, it's actually a pretty decent flick, and up until recently, I would have called uh, Revenge of the Sith the uh, episode three, I still would have called that the third best of the series, Hmm. Uh, just from the fact that it actually did bring everything together there was a very clear scope to what was going on and how Episode 1, 2, and 3 connected to 4, 5, and 6. Episode 7, I still actually really like. I think that it's a good relaunch to the series. Star Wars was a dead franchise. Disney was able to buy that for nothing because of what George Lucas had done to it. And I, I cannot tell you the number of people that have even forgotten the fact that Star Wars The Clone Wars, which is now held in pretty high esteem as a television series started off as a box office bust in the movie theaters. Yep. There was... The franchise was destroyed and I think largely not even so much on the fact that the prequels weren't as good as the original but more just on people's expectation. George Lucas is kind of a weird filmmaker. and That's the, an understatement. I, I know, but watching back all of the original films... I have to go and say, I noticed something kind of interesting. None of them are that good. Like,
3: they're great. Rob, we just lost all our listeners. No, no, no. Both of them. Both of our (laughs) listeners. Stop listening.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, but here's the thing. They're brilliant, and they're still some of my favorite films of all time. But there's a lot of production issues. Is it Princess Leia or Leia? Because episode four... It's all over the place. Does she have a British accent? Does she have an, in- or an American accent? Is she some kind of Australian in that one scene? It's really a mix of things. And then even Empire Strikes Back, which I still think is the best film that they ever did. There's still a lot of weird inconsistencies. There's so many strange things. I... <laughs> no, but here's the thing. They're not great films from the critical perspective. And even back then, while a lot of things were praised, particularly the visual effects and their use of groundbreaking practical effects, the films themselves on story, on acting, weren't really appreciated back then either. But at the same time, the films themselves captured something that we needed in the moment. A few seasons ago, uh, I went into... (laughs) Well, pulling my headset out there. Shame on me. Uh, A few seasons ago, I kind of talked about the origins of the original Star Wars film, of it as a space opera, and the timing that it came out. Our our concerns over the Russians just wiping us out all at once. You know, the title, A New Hope, before they started inserting the episode 4 during the re-release of the film that was something that we needed in those times and going through to episode five episode six it captured an emotion of the time period that we needed and i think a lot of people that grew up during that time period unfortunately remember the films a little differently i grew up in the 90s watching this i didn't have the concerns over the red menace and all that stuff uh over in russia So for me, it was just something I could enjoy just for the love of storytelling, just for the love of this space epic. And it still works today. It's still absolutely fantastic, despite the fact that, from a critical perspective, they're not all that good. Episodes 1, 2, and 3, watching them back, honestly, even episode 1, I didn't find myself hating as much as I did even as a kid watching it. Yeah, Jar Jar Binks is still the most annoying thing ever, and I definitely hated all of the politics and everything that went along with that, but the rest of it has a very clear vision. And it sets up perfectly, in my favorite scene in the entire franchise in episode three with Palpatine and Anakin in the opera house. Like, that scene still gives me chills. And I remember watching that, like, 16 and going... This... This is amazing. And it's one of the most subtle scenes that's in the entire franchise. But it was all about the moments and how they connected, how they built up to things. Watching the new trilogy, I don't feel like there was a solid plan going through it. But at the end of episode 9, I feel weird saying... I think it might be my third favorite movie in the franchise, despite it being one of the objectively worst. Just because I like the way that it kind of concludes this storyline that started almost 40 years ago. And the character that kind of brought us through all of it. I don't think it's going to be called the Skywalker Saga for very long. I think the fans are going to call it something else long term. Because it's not a story about the Skywalkers. I don't know. I That's the most I'm going to say. I, I'm going to let everybody else talk. I have weird feelings about this movie. I can nitpick it to death. But there's something about it that I honestly just liked.
3: See, yeah, I just... In the way that a long-running series is... Um, or, or ugh, yeah, yeah. A downfall, common downfall of a long-running series is the impulse to up the ante so mm-hmm. much that it becomes obnoxious. And I felt that was where it was... Uh, issues didn't just revolve around one Jedi. Issues were all the Jedi, or all the Sith, and it was just, it was all the ships. It was, I mean, if you've seen it, you'll know what I'm saying, and hopefully if you haven't, I'm not spoiling anything. It was just a little ridiculous to me, and I really liked the idea of uh, a Voldemort-Harry Potter-esque connection between a character on the light side and a character on the dark side, Uh, but... I don't know if it was executed. The best, and also what I loved about the original series, uh, which they didn't Casper well, capture well in the prequels, uh, was the camaraderie of their group, mm-hmm. uh, the trio. And I know that there are time skips between the movies, and it impeded me by the, the scrolling text, but I didn't... There was not enough on-screen bonding for me to believe in a strong connection between Poe, Ray, and Finn. I,
0: okay, I'm sorry, I do actually need to say <laughs> No, 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 this is something John and I talked about. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm sad he's not here right now, because <clears throat> we talked about this after the movie, because, yeah, you're right. The cast of characters they had, and the way that they were written in the originals, it felt like they actually belonged together by the end.
3: They were a team.
0: Yeah, that's just it. Just like this us
3: <gasps> Guys Sorry. Oh,
0: sorry <laughs> guys. Uh Pinky's drunk over here. Uh but <laughs> So so We're so only, so yeah,
2: we're barely thirty minutes in and she's already off her rocker. I the know, hell? I know. But Cole's
1: Chewbacca. Yeah. Uh, I'll be <laughs> Han Solo uh, you can be Rob, you can be Han Solo.
3: No Tyler, you're, yeah, you're, you're Han Solo. I
2: was gonna say you're more Han
0: Solo. Han solo. You're 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 okay. you're you're the cool one everybody wants to go and root for, whether you actually do something in a scene or not.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Fair enough. I love you. I know.
3: So yeah, you're Han Solo. That, 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 was your, that was your opportunity
0: and you fucked <laughs> it up, bro. Okay. You're my hero, but you fucked it up. Well, no, then I guess I'll go. Rob's yeah. Loose. Yeah. He's the carbonate. good boy. Rob's the
3: yeah. good boy. You,
2: the, f- yeah. the interest... Oh, never mind. Yeah, but uh,
0: to, to Amy's point here, There was relationships between them. They were an organized group. They were a unit. They were family to an extent. Even in the prequels, there was still something there, just not necessarily with every member of the cast together. Mm -hmm. This trilogy, I'll go and yeah, one of the most emotional things is like Obi Wan and Anakin,
3: which should have been more. They, yeah,
0: that's just it. The they, way they reflect was the problem on with that it. one.
3: Yeah. The way they reflect on their relationship is more tender than the way the relationship is shown.
0: Yeah, that that's just it. And then you got this trilogy, and I will say, there's some legitimate good moments, and I actually believe that there is uh, there is a bromance, and I know people want this to be a romance, but there is a bromance between Finn and Poe. But Rey doesn't fit into this at all. She is just Always running off,
3: doing her own thing. She's a plot device. She also doesn't have her priorities straight. She's like, oh, I need to learn about who I am by learning about my family, and this is suddenly important to me in my mid-twenties right now when there's all this resistance and other shit going on and people's lives are on the line, but I need to know who my parents were. No, it's like when people fall in love in the middle of a horror movie. It's fucking stupid Yeah It's like No it, uh, does, Exactly Does like Doom Get you get these emotions stirred up Like come on
0: Anyway Yeah I, yeah, I, I I'll i go and say As much as I like the concept of Rey I think that she might be the biggest drag on the story
3: And Just because Oh sorry yeah,
0: her, her character motivations aren't clear
3: Her like, relationships aren't clear either I thought her and Finn were gonna be a thing
1: Yeah
0: no, And they like,
3: may or may not be
1: <laughs> well, that's a, that's also confusing things because the last movie, uh, uh, Finn and uh, Rose. Rose, Rose were a thing to the point of kissing, and it was like, oh, that's a that's a thing now. And yeah, then so this it's movie, like, comes wow, out. this this came out in the course
0: of two hours. What the hell?
1: Yeah, and then this movie, and it's just like, hey, I'm here. Well, I'm gonna stay back here while you go off, and it's just like. Oh. Yeah.
3: I wanted I, Rose to be, more... to be a stronger character. I liked her. I wanted I, I liked her
1: more than Ray. But
3: I that's fair. That's fair. Yeah.
0: Cuz Rose was written like a person
3: who and, has her priorities straight in the middle of a war.
0: Yeah, no, that's just it. It's like, I don't know. I I feel kind of weird saying this, but I think that there's a bit of a problem with characters like Ray cuz especially in this movie. And I hate saying this because ultimately some of the best scenes do actually involve Ray, uh, at least from an artistic perspective. I don't think that uh, necessarily... And This is not an indictment of Daisy Ridley. She is a great actress. I have nothing bad to say about what she's given. It's just... This, the material she had to work with is so limited and so bare bones. I don't know how any actor or actress could really go and make something that made you identify with the character. I felt kind of the same way watching this movie as I did watching Captain Marvel I just did not feel engaged by the title character and I was more drawn in by the accompaniment around them like seriously hey whether it was the Kree characters the Skrull or Samuel L. Jackson going and playing a young and plucky Nick Fury you go into this movie after the first couple of minutes of Explosion because they just blow everything up in front of you to go and get you up to speed. Really flawed opening. What some of the best moments were: uh, Chewie, Poe, and Finn in the Falcon, going and extracting information and going and escaping uh, Tie interceptors like that. The opening sequence with them is so much more what I expect. It had good energy. The pacing was nice. And we got to see some personality from the individual characters. Rey so often just feels lost. And I know that's kind of the way she's written. But it seems like the only time that she's really confident in anything is when she's struggling with the dark side. And that's it. That's my rant on Rey. I mean, somebody feel free to say
2: something.
1: uh I don't know. I like the movie. I liked it.
2: There's, like there's that, one thing I liked.
1: It. I, I liked it. I liked it's my, it's it. It's my
0: new third favorite.
1: Yeah. The plot. But it's also not a great film. It's it like, <laughs> wasn't a predictable plot to me. And they went to places, and the places they went to worked completely pointless and actually had flow to them. And that wasn't just an overarching going somewhere for it to really mean nothing in the end. It was going from point A to point B. And it was kind of just like an adventure that I followed. Maybe I'll watch it again. And I'll see the flaws in it, because that has happened before, where I've gone back and watched a movie and went, oh, actually, no, this isn't as good as I thought it was, because now I know what's happening. I can analyze each scene more individually, and it's like, yeah.
2: It's so, like going back to a favorite film when you were a kid, right, Tyler? Uh,
1: maybe. The one I was thinking of is I wa- rewatched uh the Ghostbusters uh-huh. female mm-hmm. movie recently. And oh, that, yeah and I was watching it and going, this actually isn't good at all. (laughs) I I watched it, when I first watched it, I was like, oh no, this is good. This is what a movie would be like if it was made today. Because the movie, the way Ghostbusters is written, if you make that today, it would be seen boring. But then I went back and watched it and went, no, no, no. Every scene that's happening, the characters have to be abnormally stupid to a point where they're going out of their way to be dumb for a bunch of these jokes to land. And I was like, oh, no, this is this is not like, that's the Ghostbusters. I'm on rant now. The Ghostbusters yeah, yeah. <laughs> were just regular people living their life and then supernatural things happening around them and them not believing it because they're supernatural things that don't happen. So they're seeing the main characters who know better uh, and are trying to save people, but no one listens to them because they think they're crazy because, of course, they would. They're talking about ghosts and stuff. No one should believe that where I'm watching the other movie and it's like everyone's just dumb and mm. making dumb things already and so they're making stupid choices to the point where it felt more like one of those old sitcom, mo- not sitcom movies um, uh, satire movies where everyone is just dumb in the movie because it's funny at that point where you're watching movies like Airplane or anything with Le- Leslie Nielsen in it really. Yeah, yeah. As the characters actively make dumb choices as a satirical point and that was just constantly happening in that movie I was like oh no every scene is set up to set up some kind of dumb satirical joke to then get a punchline out of it and you yeah. have to actively not be a yeah, yeah so the characters were it's just bad writing is the characters were written in a way to be yeah. bad and I was just like oh oh
3: you know what else got wrapped up this year you know, a long-running series. Not the Avengers. It! It got wrapped up this year. Stephen King's It. It was just okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Can we now talk about the saddest movie I've watched all year?
3: Saddest? No, because... Is it It? I, w- I, was,
0: I was disappointed in that movie. Like, I really did like the first, you know... What people call It Chapter 1 now. It's like, I... I liked that. I thought that that was a decent film retelling of the source material. A little bit modified, but...
3: So modified. I still thought that
0: that was pretty... Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I still thought that that was at least a good visual treat. And one of the better film treatments that's been given to a Stephen King movie. That's not a
3: high bar.
0: I know that's not (laughs) a high bar, but... (laughs) As far as film treatments go, it was well put together. Well cast, well directed have very little bad things to say about it other than, okay, it's still not a perfect retelling, but I don't think that books really can necessarily be translated perfectly over to that medium. No. Especially not one as dense as those or as those books. But I felt like that was a good way of updating it and making it work. I thought that it was a great upgrade from the Stephen King miniseries we've gotten previously. Uh, even though I love Tim Curry. Still my favorite clown. <laughs> but I really like the first one. The second one is like, is it a horror movie or is it a comedy?
3: Uh,
0: What am I watching?
3: I think they saw, like, the memes and the feedback from the Gazebos line, and they were like, more of that. So (laughs) it was just weird. It was weird Um, pacing-wise. They also did the same thing they did in the first one, where they kept things from the book that were strange. Like, the uh, first scene is the first scene in the actual book. Uh, is the first scene of the second movie, where it's those yeah. two gay men on a date. I was like, why did you yeah. keep that? It was so disconnected from the rest of the original book, but you put yeah. it in the movie. The sa- I don't know. I did like what they did with the ritual of Chud. Chud? Chup 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 Chupa Chupa Chud. Because that was... Some of the mysticism was taken out of the Benny series, and I like, appreciated that. And then also, two of my favorite characters were shipped, and they... I've always been shipped in the Stephen King fandom, and they made it canon, and I do appreciate that, but overall the movie was just not, it wasn't up to par, it wasn't up to snuff. No. Yeah. It was just silly. No, that was,
0: I wanted, I wanted to love that movie.
3: I did too. The casting was okay, though. The casting was pretty, Ben was weird. Ben didn't look like his kid counterpart at all. He changed, he grew into another ethnicity. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Everyone else was. i never very thought well. that. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, especially. I did want to
2: say one quick. Th- I did want to say one quick thing about Star Wars before we kind of drifted too far away from that. Oh,
3: I think we're already in a uh, galaxy far, far away. But <laughs> oh, I'm. I'm a,
2: I know. I've been waiting for a break to it, but unfortunately, <laughs> I haven't had a chance. Um, just, just fire it off. Get Get it out yeah. there. Let's get it done. Um, and even though I haven't seen the the last trilogy, um, I do have this extremely bad habit of doing behind the scenes stuff before I even watch the film. Mm-hmm. Um, but one big thing that I will that I tend to go towards is a lot of stunts, uh, stunt acting, and um, fight scenes, and everything like that. And I've. Seen a lot of like reviews from stunt people, even the ones who even worked on those stunts on those teams. And if you watch, like for example, um, I think it was in the second film, um, the fight with the red guards. You'll watch that they're falling over after not being hit, because mm-hmm. they're falling. This sc- the guy the the stunt actors are doing a great job, but obviously she's missed her cue a few times. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about, where some of them just, like, yeah, fall away, and they all come at them once, and then they're they're there, they do the hit, and then they're gone. And I don't know if that's that, or if that's just bad choreography, or what? It's bad to-
2: choreography, and it's also not enough practice on the, pa- on, on the part of that. Chalk it up to um, the
1: force. <laughs>
2: that's also yeah.
0: a really weird tracking shot they tried
2: to go and do there. Um, but you, but it's very, very clear that like that no per no actual fighter is gonna sit there and flourish and then just stand there and wait, like no.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah, and then it, it's if you go back and rewatch that scene and you look for that. But that's also that's part of that's cinema though. You're gonna yeah, see I a know. lot of stuff like that's like when you're watching Friends. Uh, look for them. They always look down at their spot. So you'll watch them. They'll walk into their scene, look down, find their ex. Look back up, and then once you notice that, you're always going to see that when you watch Friends now. Yeah. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. I, I've noticed you're that welcome. As well. So it's just there is a there is a point of disbelief that happens, and I guess that's the idea is you're supposed to edit that kind of stuff up or edit it yeah. in such a way. That's but this why you is also so me falling in scenes. love
2: with things like pi- the Pirates of the Caribbean sword fights or like stuff think, like from that from the from this era that, sh- that he's like yes, practice enough you can get something that it looks amazing. Yeah. And with and it, and it looks real, like like the like for example the blacksmith shop scene from the from parts of the Caribbean the Black Pearl, mm-hmm. that's one of the probably the coolest sword fights you've seen in movies in a, in modern cinema, in like in the last ten in the last twenty years. Because if you go back further, of course you got stuff like Princess Bride or that one is really unique it.
3: though it uses the environment very well. Exactly,
2: yeah. but that's just kind of what I'm saying. It's just like. I that's also a thing that kind of ruined the films for me is because I tend to do that as well. But I'm also still mad because they just they've just they destroyed a good portion of a universe that they could have used.
0: Oh, dude, you gotta let this one go. Lucas destroyed the extended universe himself. Yeah, I know, that and he can
1: well suck a fat one. I know. It I was know. it was very convoluted before, yes, because anyone could it, write anything, and it was all can.
3: Uh, but yeah. if these nerds can keep track of it, like there's books, there's the game. There's like, a whole
2: written out timeline like,
3: yeah, I don't know that that was my I play I went with my DM who and some friends and, and he did our campaign for edge of Empire mm-hmm. I think it was a while ago mm-hmm. and uh, he's very knowledgeable and it hurt him because like Ray has force powers and people have just one and she has all of them. Uh, so it's yeah. just, it's it's very like throws all the lore and the Star Wars logic out the window.
2: Yeah,
0: <coughs> So no, but that, it's been an issue for so long, and like
2: I know, but there's also been people talking about that are in the writing procedure saying how it's difficult to fi- to figure out stories for this when there's a whole bunch of fucking source material that they can fucking use. I, I even know, if it's even if it's not canon anymore, they can still use it.
0: Yeah, well, and that's part of the problem, though, is that they're. There's some weird things they pick and choose to go and bring in that have been in some of the extended stuff that just doesn't fit at all when you're going and picking and choosing. I uh, I don't know. The the extended universe of Star Wars.
2: I will agree that not all of it is good, but heck, I would totally watch something based on, like, of course, like The Mandalorian right right now, for example. That's probably a a good portion of that. If they'd wanted to take it from the Bounty Hunter series that was part of Can- that was part of the side of book series go right ahead that's an amazing storyline um if you wanted to go into the x-wing x-wing series have you That's wet with with have you it seen it talks about the wedge no i have watched some parts of the Mandalorian. i don't have disney plus though but i like
3: do you not like it or
2: I haven't had a chance. No, I haven't had a chance to see it. Okay, because I, I personally
3: am really satisfied with the building of the I, Mandalorian. Yeah, it but I, I'm not just, saying that. Okay. I'm not
2: saying that Mandalorian's bad or anything. I'm just saying like, sweet, they're they're doing something with the Mandalorians. But of course, the, the series I'm talking about is Boba Fett cra- Is Boba Fett stuff. Um, but of course, it doesn't matter. It's like pre. It's like after Jango dies. Like stuff like that. Well, so. they had they did Boba Fett
1: stuff in uh, Resistance, Clone, Wars? Clone yeah. Wars. Was it Clone Wars or Resistance? Clone Wars. Okay, it was in Clone Wars.
2: Okay, yeah. But this is like far, far, in like just around the time he's working for Java. Okay, yeah.
3: sorry, but I will defend the Mandalorian because I love. Oh him. yeah, I no, love I'm not saying everybody. anything bad about it because I haven't. Tyler heard knows many, how many, many I feel about Baby Yoda. <laughs> this is <laughs> I, this
1: is a thing that people. There's a lot of people that weren't going to watch Mandalorian and they learnt about Baby Yoda. And then that made them watch it.
2: There I, are. Just, I have a. I have a quick question though. What's up, Cole? When is this? When is that? This series timeline. What are you talking about? When is the Mandalorian? Yes. Yeah.
1: Is that the question you're asking, Cole? When yes. does the Mandalorian when is, take place? When is the Mandalorian? It takes yes. place five years after uh, uh, Return of the Jedi. Yes. Okay. Yeah.
0: yeah. I. I don't. I haven't heard them actually say inside of, you know, the show itself the exact time period. But yeah, it's between episodes six and seven. It's before the first forwarder takes over. And okay. yeah, originally it was pitched but <coughs> Don Favreau as being five years later. And quite honestly, that's probably what it is. Yeah. I'm right. Waiting for them to go and just throw everybody off. On I've that seen
2: one. I yeah, because that I recognize somewhere. the droid. Yeah. The droid's a famous yeah. bounty hunter that I'm that I'm quite well well aware of. But um the the other question that I have with it hmm. is um of course, this is the, probably the first time we've had any information on th- this Yoda series. Um,
3: His species?
1: Species?
2: Yes. Uh, we sorry, still species. don't know. What species no, is. I don't know what, yeah. Yeah. No
3: one
1: knows
2: the actual name of the species. No. And um, there's
1: only like three of them that we know of right now.
2: Okay. Where did the name? Does this thing? does in? Sorry. Thing, I don't know. Yeah. In. In the I'm show. Gonna, just watch the, the show. show. It sounds like you just need to watch the show. Go watch it. Go get Disney Plus. Go watch it. I'm just gonna say I'm gonna. I'm just checking something. Okay. Does it actually have a name?
1: No.
0: It is called The Child.
2: Okay. That's what I thought. And everyone just slapped Baby Yoda on it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And even Disney has said, and I actually really appreciate this. This is one thing that if you're pissed about the extended universe, like I said, should be pissed at George Lucas. Not mm-hmm. Disney on this one. You can be pissed about or with them for plenty of other things. But uh, even the guys that are in charge of Lucasfilm now have said, you can call it Baby Yoda. We're never going to go and say what the name of the species is. That oh, no. has been a tenant of the franchise forever. Yeah, we have and I, no it, intention of going and making something up for it.
2: And yeah, I love and the it, fact just, they said that. Wow. I personally, I always thought that was one of the stupidest things they could have done, but whatever.
1: Why not? Literally, there you never see any of them. Three of them could get together and go, we're going to be called Glufflocks now. So it is said, so it is done. Yeah. I have spoken.
3: <laughs> I have spoken.
0: <laughs> I have spoken.
1: Uh, God, inside that humor crazy. that Cole doesn't get. Uh,
0: yeah, seriously, dude, just sign up for the free trial. Binge the entire first season. It's only eight episodes.
3: Yeah. They and also- it's only
1: half an hour, too. Every episode's half an hour, so it feels...
3: It, it, it
0: feels they're condensed. a little bit longer than that. I think the shortest one is 28 minutes, and most of them are over the 40-minute mark. This is clearly... And this is one thing that streaming benefits from. At yeah. least in the terms of this kind of pay subscription model. Now it actually can be about the writing and the stories, rather than trying to go and fill airtime yeah. space. that yeah. space. I... Love the fact that the first episode is, like, 43 minutes long, and I don't think you could have cut a minute out of it without it going and losing some level of impact.
1: It feels very... It feels like it's... There is no weird filler. It's it's beat to beat. Everything, something's it, happening, and I'm just watching it, and I go, oh, and now it's done. Oh, wow. It, it yeah. feels like there's a whole... It, for how short of an episode it is, it's not a full hour. They rammed so much different, and it felt like so much stuff was happening, I, and god then the music kicks in and you're like oh it's just it, i just love the music it, and it then you watch watched the, western and then you watch the credits too because the credits has all their uh, their their the storyboarding yeah style, and i was part. like wow that's really good too and i go, just you just watch it start to finish you don't skip anything
2: oh yeah no it's but anyways it's, it's great but yeah, yeah okay go watch it i need to, yeah i'll go watch it eventually um all right so what else have we done this year Talked about um, movies.
0: <laughs> yeah, we, we, we basically just talked about movies. Um,
2: but yeah, all I'm, in all, the what we still have plenty of time. So what have, what else have we done this year I, let, or last year? Let me year? go and
0: throw something out here because um, I, I will admit I manage the finances of this uh, ragtag group of assholes. This is true. Yeah. Yes, and Amy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sorry, to uh, and coochie me. Sorry, there we go <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs>
2: I like how Amy immediately tries to fork her way out of that. She's like, nope, crowbar
1: <laughs> For all we know, Rob could be embezzling tons of money
0: Oh yeah, so, we're, uh, we're actually
3: a podcast slash money laundering scheme So,
0: yeah So, uh, yeah, why don't we talk about Because um, we don't make a lot of money off of this uh, We don't do regular sponsored spots or anything like that most of what we get are You mean revenue. we don't make a lot of
2: money on this because you yeah. did not say don't. <laughs> Sorry. We don't make a lot of money off of this. There we but...
1: go. Oh, yeah, the my... we do make lots of money. You are embezzling. I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> if it's fair, we have given a lot of it to charity. Well, and that's
0: actually kind of the point here. So... Uh, this last year, we've done a fair bit. We've given to a couple of individual charities, uh, a couple that I want to point out. And I actually feel kind of dumb about this because, um, this whole year we've been doing a monthly donation to the Eden Reforestation Project. So we've been giving 25 bucks a month, uh, to this organization and their focus is on helping out across a couple of countries, going and planting trees, and not just for the sake of trying to go and plant trees for the sake of trees and trying to go and fight climate change and all that, but also trying to go and improve the lives of people in these impoverished countries, uh, Zambia, Mozambique, Nicaragua, where a lot of their livestock, their farmlands, have been devastated by one element of war, social uprest, uh, deforestation in a few cases and it's affected the lives of a lot of the people that are involved uh the Eden Reforestation Project started back I think in 2003 they planted over 250 million trees over the course of almost the last two decades it's a great charity I'm glad that we've been a part of this uh we gave almost 300 to them this year I wish we could give more uh we paid off some layaway toys at Walmart just because we had a little bit of money left at the end of the year it's like okay we're going to go and throw that around a little bit we're trying to do good you know we're we don't sell merchandise i'd like to one day but I don't, on sta- I, I, I don't know how i know i don't know how stable our fan base is you know maybe email us if maybe you'd be interested in buying some merch or something like that we're not trying to make a lot of money. We're just trying to... In the same way that we started this podcast... With the This whole thing of... was
2: just three dumbasses that wanted to stay connected and, and well, talk. <laughs>
0: well, yeah, but we also start, started off with the intention of trying to go and come up with something that was a good thing in the convention space. And just making the world a little bit better. And now we have a platform that's big enough and making us... Enough with ads that get tacked onto our podcast through other platforms that we don't manage, we don't control. Um, I'm sorry for uh, any of you that might have heard about some ED medication before listening to our podcast, um, but you're going and helping people. Uh, honestly,
1: and if we have, I'd say that's it's, it's part of our, if the people that listen to us, they might have ED, it's a thing. That
0: it's, it's possible. It's, it's Is it HIMS? It
1: might be HIMS. It's a popular one. <laughs> Go on. Continue, Rob.
0: <laughs> no, I... You know, we, we're we just not the kind of people that are trying to go and hold on to money. Um, we're... Uh, we started this last year, so this is going to be a regular thing now. Uh, at SoccerCon, it's where all of us met. We're now holding a party for some of the cosplay chess members that we've known for years. Uh, we had so much fun doing it last year that was all paid for just by the attendees that went there and I will say like $200 out of my own pocket Uh, we didn't have anything in the bank at that point last year uh, to go and cover some overheads just because I didn't budget properly for the event Mm. Uh, that won't be an issue this year thank god but uh, yeah we, we don't use anything that we get off of this podcast for our own gains we don't apply them towards any outside projects we don't uh, use them for forward ourselves. We don't use them for costume supplies or anything involving our skits. All we use it for is maintaining our, the server we use. <laughs> yep, <laughs> that's just it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, we 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 had that. This entire year is just going to be going out to charity because the one ad spot we did uh, for Apple Podcasts on. Uh, Alexa, <laughs> that uh, that's the only thing that we needed to do, and it more than paid for our server costs for the entire year. And yeah, it started us up with Eden Reforestation Project again, at least for the next three months. And judging by how we did last year, I'm hoping we maintain. You know, if we just maintain what we've done, we'll be able to do some good with that.
2: That's good. on that note.
0: If you want to go and you know help out a good cause. Uh, Eden Reforestation Project. You can donate yourself. You can go and do a one-time donation. You can set up recurring monthly donations. Uh, that's great. Um, I don't have solid numbers, but we are also involved with Operation Underground Railroad. Uh, I think it's OUR.com now. Uh, <laughs> Got to look that one up there. there it used to be uh, OUR Rescue, but I think they've shortened it at this point. that's another great charity they just go and work in trying to go and free uh kids from uh slavery situations around the world especially the underage stuff uh this is a project i've done a couple of solo podcasts just talking about this group i stand by it's the best legacy that i could personally leave uh And I'm glad that we've been able to go and donate uh, a couple hundred dollars to that. Uh, I personally have donated a couple thousand dollars over the last year. uh, And this year I want to double my personal donation to them. Because the things that I see coming out from them and their updates are both disheartening. And at the same time such a joyful thing seeing what comes out of those terrible situations. And what happens when good people stop just waiting for somebody else to do something. So on that note, thank you to all of our listeners for putting up with whatever annoying ads you've had to listen to, or that cringy uh, ALEXA ad that we did uh, last podcast.
2: Or even us. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for going and
0: listening to these
1: <laughs> assholes. And Amy.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, Amy. and the one coochie.
1: <laughs> That's me. <laughs>
0: So uh, that's that's my sappy little bit. Uh, Amy, go and talk about the uh, fun things that we did.
3: Uh, this year, the soccer arrangers. You You're
1: un- muted. Unmute yourself hey, first.
3: Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> That was my point. We did nothing. Uh, yeah, it was a really good Wii year for. Well, I don't know. My main focus, yeah. which is kind of what we were doing before I got on the podcast, is I like doing skit contests and such. Uh, as far as our group, we added two members to our skit group, One Spoon Cosplay, who we had interviewed earlier this year, so that's great. Uh, we, at SoccerCon, took Best Comedic Skit. Yeah, yes. Best comedy. I, I couldn't best remember comedy, if it was yeah. Best Comedy or Best Musical. Uh, but we took Best Comedic Skit at SoccerCon. We are preparing something this year for it. And then at KomoriCon, we had the honor of hosting, which we have a whole podcast about. That was amazing. I hope they bring us back or something, but... Uh, that was that was really wonderful. Miltaki,
0: no Miltaki.
3: No <clears throat> I as, I hope I hope they do. <laughs> uh, and um, yeah, as far as that, I mean, skits take so much time and work and coordination when we are literally across countries, so it, we don't do that many and we don't go to that many cons together. But uh, we've started to do more at KomoriCon, Con, whereas we didn't used to all go to that one. So that's really good. Yeah. Um, and then let's see, we had some really good costumes our group has made so i'll just shout out a few what group,
2: what 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 group, what group cosplays have you guys done this year
3: Pause. this
2: year is 2020 we haven't done anything yet Cole. sorry last year <laughs> well
3: 2019 because i know there's
2: one that amy is super proud of oh i don't even know
3: what one that would be i'm i'm, I'm, going, I'm going... we were
2: talking about it before the podcast started
3: i don't know uh but... hidden
2: temple <laughs> oh, oh, oh! It was.
3: Oh, that's what I was about to and bring up was naturally. Really proud anyway. of that one. Well, I now mean, I that one. So we started doing a Day Zero group cosplay, and we did Legends of the Hidden Temple. We have one planned for this year, and what that usually is is to alleviate stresses and get everything the same. as you either buy your base items, like last year, everyone bought their shorts and t-shirt te- and sneakers, and I brought the elbow knee pads, helmets, and I made the Hidden Temple shirts with my Cricut and uh we just all got t-shirted up at con and wore our gold helmets and it was fun so we have something for this year so that was really good um for myself i was really proud of mount lady i was proud of everyone's my hero Uh, we started coordinating more with mama samu cosplay she's been a frequent guest on here she's just amazing and such a good positive person and her twitch stream is she, if it were an act, she would not be able to keep it up for that long. So you just know that she is a genuinely nice person, who really has the best. A value system I want more cosplayers to have, and a view on the cosplay world that I want more cosplayers to have.
2: And has a very good left, hand, left, uh, left slap.
3: <laughs>
2: <sighs> and she was it left hand or right hand? I can't remember. I
0: don't even remember. All I know is that was a. Good reverberation right there. I wish mm-hmm. we had a slow mo cam on you because I bet that looked great.
3: Um, as far as other cosplays our group did this year, uh, Tyler and I did some. We did Buset and Bowset, and then we also did a Gajinka Ku and Suicune from Pokemon. So that was good. Um, and yeah, <laughs> on the cosplay side of things, we all have our personal Instagrams. We'd love if you check those out. But we will keep posting, and hopefully post more of our group costumes. Um, and then we've also been trying to get more active on social media. Tyler's been doing a really good job of doing those photo composites. So, agreed. We're trying to actually post. So if you follow us, we will post. And if you don't, we will post
1: anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've just uh, been uh, on Christmas and New Year's break. So.
0: Yeah, so it, well, we'll get more active as we get towards actual convention season. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I I
0: guess this might actually be a good... Oh, sorry, Amy.
3: (laughs) One more thing. We love your feedback, and we want to have more guests. If there is somebody who you would like us to interview, please send us an email. Or if you are a cosplayer or a member of the nerd community who has something interesting to talk about, uh, don't be shy. Send us an email and ask, because we love doing those interviews, and that's kind of my favorite type of deal to do. So.
0: That's soccerarrangerspodcast at gmail.com. Once again, what was that, Cole?
2: I
1: SoccerArangerspodcast
0: at gmail.com. At gmail.com.
2: <laughs> yeah, what one more time, I couldn't hear you, Cole. What was that <laughs> email address? Soccer Rangers podcast at gmail.com.
0: Woo-hoo! Oh, preach it, Cole! <laughs>
2: oh,
3: one more! thing I totally
2: did not not pay attention and <laughs> soccer rangers plural.
3: Rangers? Who are the yes, soccer yeah. rangers? Uh, and Rob Rob achieved one of his bucket list cosplays this year, which was I did. That is true, yeah. I,
0: I actually accomplished two of them this year. Yeah, one unintentionally. That How was, so? Uh,
2: well, so oh, all Might, right?
0: Yeah, our our My Hero skit, um, I I, I wish I could go and claim that I was a big and influential part of that process, but in all honesty, casting-wise, Amy and Mama Samu pretty much handled that themselves, and I was flattered that I got the opportunity to be All Might. He was definitely a character I wanted to do. And I appreciate the fact that I was given the chance to do that. Because Lord knows we have enough talented people in this group. Anybody could have done it. I know I might have the dad bod for it, but we didn't care that much. We, we don't care about the physique of our actors here. It's about our qualities.
2: In just random, in just random question, who would have played um, normal version All Might?
3: Interesting boy, question. Tyler. Yeah. Tyler oh. would have Tyler's also the perfect Tyler. grumpy Aizawa. He's so grumpy. I'm yeah.
1: volunteered no, to be things. You're grumpy. Yeah, no, you're gonna be this character.
2: Okay. I will be that character.
3: Love it. You are a Yes, doer. honey. Yeah, you you <laughs> love being told what cosplays you're gonna do because then you Yes do,
2: dear. <laughs> yes
1: dear. Shut up, Cole. Yeah, it's long before, long before. No, Amy's like Tyler will just
3: fit into a group. Like he's a flexible person. I will get an idea, and yeah. I don't want to be told who to cosplay. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. he's a he's more of a team player. So, and a lot of the people sometimes in our group it's easier. too, like, too.
0: I, I was gonna say, I, I think the, to a certain extent, most we of our all our are. Bar.
3: It's
1: easier just to say you're going to be this character And then I go okay now I can just focus on Making that instead of going yeah,
0: No and all all props to Tyler I mean when it comes to Our performances and skits just because Of his distance Yeah Tyler is somebody That we a lot of times Have to go and think about from the perspective Of what are we realistically going To be able to coordinate without him being here For rehearsals and all that Because it's basically at con with him and yeah. I love the fact that we not only have the <laughs> trust level that Tyler knows that we're going to put him in a position that he's going to be able to go and give it his all, give it his best and just be great at the roles that are selected on there but we also know we can trust him to pick up on whatever choreography, timing, all of that stuff as much as he can before he gets there Even to if going really well when he gets down. there. I love the fact that Tyler is so great about that. You know what? I'm just going to get platitudes to people around here. All right, let's go and just throw this around here. Here. So that's Tyler. Tyler is super flexible and always great for timing there. Amy is great about going and managing time frames, about making sure that things stay positive, that they stay respectful, and just at keeping the rest of us assholes on track and on task. I I love that. At McKenna has been a great stage manager, has inspired a lot of good ideas in terms of how our floor plans need to be set up. Uh, stage direction has always been great. Uh, love McKenna for that. Uh, one Spoon Cosplay, I'm going to refer to both of them as one person because they share one brain cell between the two of them. <laughs> I should know. I play D&D with them.
1: Uh, <laughs> that's a thing. Hello.
0: That, they... they, they They have brought so much joy and insanity to this group. Because the rest of us, despite having a love of fun...
1: They are the energy.
0: That's just it. The rest of us are kind of serious. Yeah, we're a little older. (laughs) A little bit more seasoned. We're a little bit more gruff. I'm clearly far past well done. I'm basically a charcoal briquette. (laughs) Uh, that, That youthful exuberance is just infectious. And definitely made the 17 minutes of performance slash six months of preparation for komori Con, uh not only tolerable but one of the most fun working relationships that i have ever had uh and i'm so glad that you know their their probation period uh was that convention and <laughs> getting through that and um They just assumed after the performance that they were going to be back. I don't have the heart to tell them they're out. Uh, So I guess they're in forever. (laughs) Cute. (laughs) No. Yeah. Um, I guess Brie next because Brie is amazing. Kaiju QT on Instagram. Also, I think under Kaiju Apocalypse because for some reason she has two. Uh, Actually, I know that's my fault because I confused it a couple of conventions ago. Uh, and made up an account for her, and she liked it too much and had to do it. But uh, she's fantastic. Uh, Brie is an inspiration to me in a lot of respects because she is not your typical model. She is not your typical expectation of a cosplayer. And damn it, every costume that she goes and wears, I just can't think of it and anybody else but her. She is so great and defies... I think everybody's expectations for what a cosplayer of certain ki- her certain types should be. Her version of Toga was great, and I still stand by I cannot listen to the skit audio and go and hear her giggle without going and getting the worst chills of my life. She just gives herself to every performance. I love that. Uh, and then there's Kent.
1: <laughs>
0: Sweet Kent. The oh. only person nicer than me.
2: And for that, he must be destroyed. And somehow became all of our best friends within about 30 seconds. (laughs) No,
0: that's just it. His personality is puppy, and you know what? That is the greatest compliment I can give anybody. Uh, And he had his first stage performance at Komori Con. Boy did great. I know he was uncomfortable for more than a few minutes leading up to it, but as soon as he got on stage and actually had to perform uh, both segments that he was in, he just gave it his all, and the audience loved it.
3: Uh, his first one was not this KamariCon, he was in, uh, A DM's Nightmare at the KamariCon before. No, no, I know, oh, okay.
0: but just, yeah, in that kind of, sorry, as, in a solo position, sorry. <laughs> I stole, wrong, I already yeah. stole
3: him! Wrong, wrong, wrong,
0: wrong <laughs> yeah. wording there, wrong wording. No, yeah, no, yeah, it's his, it's a
1: solo song he did there on a stage by himself.
3: And, of course, we give
1: him the serious moment in the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can blame Amy for that one, (laughs) but damn it, we
0: love you for it. And that, it is one of my favorite moments of the whole performance. I, there was so much good there. It's, It's hard to say that there's anything, actually, no, there's nothing I didn't like. I just, that's one of my favorite moments. There's like 30 other moments that are my favorite moments, but it was one of my favorites. I just...
1: Yeah, it's fantastic. Oh my god, yeah.
0: Um, Sierra also had her first solo. Um, she's sweet, she's adorable. She's terrible about checking her messages.
3: <laughs>
0: By the way, check your messages. I know you listen to this sometimes.
3: <laughs>
2: Six months later. But, Why do I need yeah. to check my messages now? <laughs>
0: yeah, no, but uh, Sierra has always been such a sweet girl And so shy and timid. And I've been so happy about the fact that she came along with this. Uh, She had a few of us crying because we've known her for so long when she was performing as Froppy doing The Princess and the Frog. And she just looked like she was having fun on stage. And we were just so happy to go and see that she finally come out of her shell enough that she was able to do something like that because she's always wanted to, and I'm I'm so proud of her. You're you're a legitimate inspiration to me if you're listening to this, Sierra. You're you're great. I just
2: and I about and, and, and to you're gonna get a random message from her yelling at you. Yeah, I hope you realize. Oh yeah, that. no,
0: it's definitely gonna happen. Half the time I go and get messages about what I say in this podcast. <laughs> 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 like,
2: it's
0: the reason why I don't bring up Doki Doki Literature Club anymore. Oh. God help me.
1: <laughs> Is but Cole anyway, ever going to be in a skit or anything? I hope one of these days he does. He has to make it to Khan.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I've made it to con.
1: Yeah, he made it to con
0: last year. Let's see if he can do it again this year. Yeah.
2: <laughs> no, I'll be there. I'll be there.
0: No, and uh, special shout out. Uh, not an official member, but just because... Uh, She's somebody else that we worked with this last year. Uh, Mama Samu. Uh, I have not done a collaboration on stage with her before. I've done a lot of collabs with her, but never on stage. And judged by her. <laughs> and it's, I never made it to judging. <laughs> I was out. But, um, yeah, no, she's she's great. I have known her now for almost a decade. Uh, we have gone through a lot of ups and downs but she has been a constant pillar that I know I can trust with just about anything I have opened up a lot about her about a lot of my cosplay insecurities with her uh, and she has helped me through a lot of stuff I, I I I don't know if this will surprise anybody but I actually deal with um, a, a lot of personal body issues Um I I have a very hard time looking at myself in the mirror. It's I'm not disgusted with myself, but I don't like the way that I look. I never new really costume have.
2: idea a mirror. <laughs> we
0: had one of those on stage.
2: No, I mean you just go as a mirror.
0: I maybe I don't know, but I I'm teasing. That that, that was that was the thing I was most worried about with All Might is. Less how I was going to look and more about how I was worried people were going to look at me and feel. And uh, I I talked with Sam a lot about this, and for reasons that I will never say on this podcast, but um, Sam really helped me out a lot leading up to this, and I'm... I'm really glad that she did because I have... It's over in the corner right now. The The costume, even though it did look good, uh, was still just a little bit tighter than what it should have been. And I had to cut most all of the muscles out of that outfit. And I don't know if I would have been able to... I don't know if I would have been able to do the role... Uh, without that coaching and the help that I got. So, Sam, thank you uh, for all the help with that, because I can actually watch the video of our performance and not just go, what is that weird body? That That is something I've never had the ability to do before. Uh, and with only four pieces of padding in there. Two Aww. pectoral and two on the shoulders. uh. That was all I was able to fit in, and I'm, I'm really happy with how that turned out. And just with everybody's performance, it's 17 minutes that I have watched probably a dozen times, and I never feel like I've watched anything over five minutes. I'm so proud of everybody with that. I'm so proud of what we did last year and what I know we're going to do this year, uh, regardless of how it all comes together and what we're doing, because I just know we're going to do something great like we did last year.
3: Either for a skid or if they have a spec to host. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, I'm glad yeah. you felt We're good because the... it, it shows, you know? It shows that yeah, you're confident I... and that you're not thinking about anything else. And You even did the cutest little booty wiggle, so that's a little something <laughs> extra for everybody who, who yeah. is on Team Rob's Body. So. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's the first time I haven't felt like I had an ugly dad bod. Yeah. I just had a dad bod. We,
1: we, <laughs> we squished those pectorals for good luck because they're... Oh, yeah. they're
3: Muscle oh my god! Are the, best the rubbing of my nips.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, but you feel them, and it's like a weird memory from softness. And you're like, "Oh wow, that's really comfortable." I just, I want to squeeze it more.
3: <laughs> Take naps on uh, Rob's boobs of good luck and good fortune. Pecs. Squeeze him. I guess. Squeeze him for that's... good luck in the new year. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: So I, I guess on that note, before we go and close this up. um, we, we we kind of played around with this a little bit with Cole uh, last year, because uh, Cole, what 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 are you going to get done for SoccerCon? What's what's your resolution? You are going to complete
2: what costume? Sorry, I was muted. I actually said it already. Oh, uh, <laughs> but um, that that was the answer. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Um, I will be doing um, Uncle Iroh in Earth Kingdom robes. Okay, There we go. That's
1: the
0: thing you're doing. Yeah, kay. we we. We got that. We got that. Amy, what is your cosplay-slash-convention New Year's resolution?
3: Um, I want to compete in craftsmanship more. I know, I think that's very similar to last year, but, um, you know, like, I want to make more corsetry, and I just want every piece I wear to be something that is, except for speed builds occasionally, that I would feel yeah. comfortable competing in, and that I feel like the craftsmanship is just, is solid. Um, and I want to make a gown and I want to make stuff that I want to rewear. There you go. That's a couple things. But I tend to wear All things right. once and then they're not sound. So <laughs>
0: well, I think that that's a I think that's a good one because that's that's a little more than last year. I like that. I like there that. There we
3: you
1: go. We're up in the ante. I like that.
3: All the Jedi's, Tyler. all the Siths. <laughs> well,
1: my cosplay stuff's a little up in the air right now. I'm not sure what's gonna land or what is what. I do have some things, but I don't want to say because I want to kind of keep them secret. Yeah, no no, no, that, that's, so, okay. that's okay. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but Fra- broad strokes, broad strokes. Yeah, there's there's some plans. If it's if things go the way they are, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a big build this year. Um, which I want to oh, do really? with more CNC kind of stuff. But it, but also, yeah, it, it, that might happen, might not. We'll see where that lands. There's another one that I do have planned, but I also wa- don't want to say it because it's uh, <laughs> it's, meme, it's meme-ish it's almost. I don't know. I don't know how I should oh. do it. It's, it, it. It can go one of two ways, where it's going to be super cringy cosplay or it's going to be like Gajinka-style cosplay. I don't know. Yeah.
0: So, so what you're saying is your resolution is, fuck with everybody listening.
1: Maybe I guess so. I love it. Oh. I love it. That's devious. Oh. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going. I'm going deep into some uh, deviant art stuff, though. So. Uh, oh no. Pray for me. No. Pray for me. No. Pray for me.
0: No. You cannot go there, man. There's no coming back after that. Look at Amy.
1: You can thank. No. You can thank <laughs> no. John for this.
3: No! Rob, what about he you? He seems don't like the goodest
1: man. boy, but he's he's turning so many people no, into dark side. don't.
0: Don't do it, man. Exactly. Don't do it. Done. Rob, done. don't sign up for it. I know you're already in the colors, but don't do it, man. <laughs> don't do it.
3: <laughs> Rob, finish us up with your cosplay resolution.
0: Alright, so uh, this is almost definitely not happening at Soccer Con, but uh, my cosplay resolution this year and my goal is to actually uh compete in craftsmanship at a convention this year oh Ooh. i have never done that before i'm absolutely terrified but uh yeah i'm uh, i'm gonna be traveling to a convention over memorial day weekend and uh that's where i'm planning on doing something so
2: hmm
0: Look forward to uh, me failing to come home with the prize, but hopefully feeling really good about myself. That's afterwards. not
3: the spirit. <laughs> Play to win. Bring home the gold, <laughs> baby.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't well, know. First time. First time competing. It's come an on, experience.
0: That'll be next year. That'll be yeah, next year. It's an experience. Next year I'll go for the gold. <laughs> that you
1: have to try to compete. And because like I did it and uh, I don't know if I'm the kind of person that likes competing. It's yeah. it's. I think there's some people that hook on it and love to do it, and then I think there's others that don't. So uh, it's definitely something you have to try, though. Try it. Yeah. Maybe maybe it'll catch the bug, and I, so
0: that's just it. I I don't really even want to catch the bug. It's more just that I've done skits longer than you know. We've been a group. Yeah. Uh, not as consistently as Amy, mind you, but I've done enough skits, and I've never been judged on that. And I'd like to really see what my limit is. Mm, filling more up than the resume. Yeah. That that's just it. I-, I wanna see where I am outside of a group critique. And that's been something that has been on my mind since we got off stage at KomoriCon. It's like I I feel like there's still more room for us to grow as a group but I need to figure out where my baseline is and I want to be judged if for no other reason than just to find my grounding again because I haven't had anything in such a long time 2012 is the last time that I really did anything great craftsmanship wise and I've been working for a little while now on things. I'm ready to actually start Fabrication Point this week, and I want to see what I can do again. So that's that's my goal. That's my motivation. And uh, Amy has already been me her has already given the permission or been given the permission of kicking my ass if I punk out of this.
1: Ooh. So. Uh,
0: I will have none of my perfect teeth that she loves uh, if uh, I go and punk out of this. So uh, I've got a lot riding on this.
3: I got my forceps ready, Rob. (laughs) Yeah, I know you do. That's
0: the thing that scares me. It's like, okay, this is great motivation.
3: Finishing your cosplay is as hard as pulling teeth, you say.
0: (laughs) And on that terrifying note, thank you, everybody, for listening to the Soccer Rangers podcast. Make sure to reach out to us. Go and fulfill every one of Amy's wild whims and requests at SoccerRangersPodcast at gmail.com. Make sure to follow us on Instagram. We have seen great growth this year. I Is it, is it, is it too optimistic to go and say, I want to double it this year? Double no. Double nothing, baby. We're doubling it this year. Help us double our Instagram subscriber count. If you can get more, great. Yeah. Uh, You can also go and reach us on um, Twitter, because apparently that's still a thing. Uh, We never post on it, but, you know, it's there. Is anybody even
2: still logged in on Twitter?
0: I'm only logged in for PAX tickets. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Uh, You can also go and reach us if you are still a Facebook dweller. Uh, We are on Facebook, Soccer Rangers Crew and podcast. Uh and yes, you can go and find us on Stitcher, SoundCloud, Podbean. You can go and find us on Apple Music, Apple Podcasts. You can go and find us on Alexa, now on Google Home. They didn't pay us for this one, but apparently now they can access podcasts as well, which is great. I don't know why that took them so long. Us, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, if I didn't say that one before. We're anywhere. Free podcasts are sold.
3: <laughs>
0: and with that, thank you for listening to our disjointed ramblings. Coming next week, a fan favorite feature returns. It's Tyler's Anime Corner 2020.
2: Oh, oh good, a week I could skip.
0: <laughs> yep! <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have some fun with that one, so on that note, thank you everybody, good night, and we'll see you next
1: week. Oh, bye Bye!